if we don't heal the pain that's there, whether it's in childhood, whether it's in our, our teens or early adulthood or later on, if we don't heal past traumas, then it will continue to manifest in all of our future relationships. And that's, um, that's just part of what I do when I work with women. I help them to heal what has happened because based on those experiences, what begins to happen is we tell ourselves messages, but we're telling ourselves certain things because we start to believe certain things from those experiences, certain illogical thoughts begin to take place. So it's important that we recognize it, we become aware of it, and we heal it. You are now listening to the Soul and Wonder podcast, episode 76, Healing from Unhealthy Relationships with Simone Allison. Welcome to the Soul and Wonder podcast, where the conduits of the body, depths of the mind, and atlas of the soul are explored with devotion. Through cultural exchange, Christopher and Sarah and their guests will deliver sacred wisdom from around the globe, uncovering the hidden gems of conscious living and holistic healing, all to empower you on your journey of self-discovery. And now, here are your hosts, Christopher and Sarah. Hey everybody, Christopher and Sarah back again, here to welcome you to another episode of the Soul and Wonder podcast, where we do release every other week interviews with world-renowned thought leaders, authors, and the like to support you all on your personal growth journey and in your spiritual evolution. Now, whether you are joining us for the first time or you've been a loyal listener from the beginning, we're just super happy that you've decided to join us for another great episode. And today we do have Simone Allison, a life coach specializing in female empowerment and the author of the number one international best-selling book, disempowered no more a spiritual journey to discovering purpose power and passion after divorce but before we dive into this episode we just really want to remind you to make sure that you subscribe to the show on apple Podcasts, spotify and on youtube and of course if you love what you hear please leave a review and share with your friends and family and a little bit about Simone. She has a background in the field of mental health and a master's degree with dual specialization in marriage and family therapy and mental health counseling from Barry University. She also has a bachelor's degree in psychology from the University of Miami. She is a certified life coach from the Addictions Academy. Simone is a mother of two children and resides in Miami, Florida. Simone chronicles her harrowing journey in separating from her husband of seven years and one month later her father was diagnosed and hospitalized with fourth stage laryngeal cancer. After a traumatic event at her father's hospital bedside she experienced symptoms of PTSD and ultimately intense anxiety, bouts of depression, and panic attacks. Following a failed reconciliation with her husband she encountered physical, mental, and emotional abuse. Having a background as a mental health therapist and a life coach, Simone used her skills, knowledge, grit, and determination to to overcome the debilitating effects she endured as a result of losing her father, her marriage, and the abuse that followed. Simone underwent a spiritual awakening, experiencing numerous synchronicities and supernatural occurrences, and slowly understood she was receiving divine guidance. Disempowered No More is Simone's journey to overcoming struggles, 
fears, and perceived limitations. So in today's episode, we're going to cover a wide variety of topics, one of those being Simone's personal story with abuse and how she found the courage to change her life. We're also going to talk about the fear of leaving an unhealthy relationship that often keeps us stuck in unhealthy or even dangerous situations. She's going to shine a little light on reactive abuse and how to reconcile with this behavior and talk about how to overcome the fear of starting over after a long relationship or marriage. And lastly, we're going to also talk about how to find the courage to forgive yourself for walking out of an unhealthy relationship. And we go in and out of topics in between. She has so much wisdom, so much love to share as well, and personal experience. So with myself having been in emotionally abusive relationships in the past, I hold this episode dear to my heart because I can relate to so many of the points that she mentioned. And it's important for all of us to come together and see the light within ourselves to shine through these dark times in our past or in the present if you're dealing with it now. So enjoy this episode and we'll see you at the end. Welcome back, listeners. We've got Simone Allison, and we've been chatting for the last 10 minutes or so, and Chris and I both agreed she's got such a pleasant energy, and so we're really glad that you have that to bring to the table, Simone. Thanks for coming on our show. You know, this is this episode is not a light topic. You know, like we, we're, we're going into the darkness for a bit, and also offering opportunity for light to be embraced and fully received. And so for our listeners who are tuning into this one, just, you know, be gentle with yourself, be gentle with your thoughts that run through your head, your energy levels, just tune in, check in with yourself. And some things might be difficult to hear at times, I imagine. And some things might also feel really empowering. So stick with us if you can get through it. And Simone, before we dive into your story, personally, I'd like to know, because as coaches ourselves, I, I, w- I would love to know what inspired you to get into the field of mental health and life coaching? Well, you know, I had always had an interest in psychology and what motivates people, you know, what motivates their behavior. So I got my bachelor's in psychology and moved on from there, got my master's in um, marriage and family therapy, mental health counseling, which is a dual specialization. And, um, and then, you know, I had my master's for a while and I was practicing as a clinician in the field of mental health. And I was doing that for a number of years. And when I had my second, uh, I took some time off. And at that time, my husband was out. He was working um, as a physician and doing his thing. And I stayed home for a while with my second. And I remember it was, I was at the point, uh, you know, where you see the kids growing up, they're getting older, they're, they're, they're starting to do their things and becoming more, um, more of an individual. And I started to think to myself, do I really want to go back into mental health? So I was at this place in my, my life where I was wondering if, I really wanted to continue to pursue mental health as, you know, pursue being a clinician in mental health. And I, you know, 
but then everything started to happen. My, my marriage, you know, things um, took a downturn. Uh, I was in a, a marriage that was one-sided. Um, it was a very one-sided, unbalanced relationship. And at that time, I didn't really recognize it for what it was. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, in, in hindsight, you know, in hindsight is always twenty twenty. But mm. in in hindsight, I recognize that I didn't truly love myself at that point. And the reason I say that is because you know sometimes when we're in this relationship and we're not getting what we should get, it, when it's unbalanced or it's toxic to some degree, where uh, you know there's physical, mental, or emotional abuse or all of the above. Uh, we lose our sense of self. We lose that love that we all come in with. And, um, and I didn't recognize that I had lost that. And um, I only recognized that after I left a 17-year marriage. And so when I moved down on my own with, with my boys, with my two children, that's when I started to recognize what it was. And I started to realize all the patterns that were there that were indicative of, you know, a not so healthy relationship. And I realized the toxicity that was within it. And, um, and then, you know, then began my journey. May I ask really quickly, what was the not so healthy parts of that relationship? If you don't mind sharing. Right. Well, you know, like I mentioned, you know, we had a relationship that was, it wasn't deeply connected. We, it wasn't deeply connected. And what I mean by that is it, it wasn't, it was almost superficial mm. and um, it lacked that deep interconnectedness that, you know, your intuition tells you is the one, is the one that resonates with your soul. And I all I, I I believe that we all have someone that is for us. I truly believe that. And a lot of times our intuition tells us when the relationship is not for us. But we choose to ignore those messages that our intuition tells us because our intuition is our soul speaking to us. And you know, for one reason or another, we prefer to ignore those signs. Mm. In my case, it was, um, it started out as just that imbalance of me giving everything and me not getting in return. And um, a lot of times as empaths and many, very often women are, are the empaths and we are these natural born givers. And so I didn't recognize that I had become like a codependent in the relationship and he had become the narcissist. Mm. And so he was this again, you know, it was hindsight that allowed me to see this, you know, leaving the relationship allowed me to see this, but he was someone who was draining my energy. He was a, what they call an energy vampire. And it's where you're giving all of your energy and not getting any sustenance in return, nothing in return. And, um, you know, when we try to reconcile uh, that's when I recognized who I truly was married to. And um, unfortunately, I was on the receiving end of physical, mental, and emotional abuse. Mm. And that was, I mean, I, and, you know, I, I realized that 
I didn't see it all that time because I was giving of myself. I consistently gave of myself. But the moment that I showed that I was an individual and I wasn't going to put up with certain things in the, in the relationship, that's when I saw the not so pretty side of him. And, um, and so I, like I said, you know, there was emotional, physical, and mental abuse. And, um, and, but I re- I remember saying to myself, you know, something, I knew what it was. I knew exactly what was happening. And I said to myself, I need to regain my strength of mind, body, and spirit. Because the minute I do that, I will leave him and never return. And that's exactly what I did. Um, but, you know, it took every fiber of my being to say, okay, time to get up and go. Because at that moment, um, at that period of my life, I was experiencing debilitating anxiety, bouts of depression, panic attacks, and flashbacks. And that all was because, um, you know, not only was I experiencing the loss of my father to uh, fourth stage laryngeal cancer, mm. but I was also experiencing um, and, and also experiencing the simultaneous loss of my marriage, but I was experiencing flashbacks from um, an incident at my father's hospital bedside that I had witnessed. You know, it was a traumatic incident where my father, who, like I said, was hospitalized for fourth stage laryngeal cancer, was suctioned by an inexperienced uh, respiratory therapist. And um, she suctioned his tracheotomy a little too far down. Mm. And this caused my father to, uh, to bleed profusely from his trach. Mm. And um, so I had come into the hospital um, later on that evening when this incident occurred. And I remained with my father overnight uh, on the cot that was beside his hospital bed because my family and, I, family and I took turns remaining with him throughout the night every night. And about 5.30 or so the following morning, I woke up to a loud thud and found my father lying there in his hospital bed covered in blood. Um, his hospital gown and bed linen were blood-soaked. And um, it wasn't long after that that I began to experience flashbacks of that incident where I would uh, envision blood everywhere around the necks of all of my family members, friends, perfect strangers, I would see blood. And um, I knew exactly what was happening because like I said, you know, having that background in mental health, I knew what was happening and I knew I had to recover. I mean, this was something I had never experienced. I never experienced depression. I had never experienced that debilitating anxiety, panic attacks, or flashbacks. So this was something new to me. But I jumped into action and I realized what I needed to do. But So when we tried to reconcile and things went south, I was experiencing all of this. And um, so, like I said, it took every fiber of my being, every, you know, Everything, everything within me to say, I got to get out of this. I got to leave again. Um, and it took me about five months, five to six months to recover some semblance of who I was before all of this to leave him that second time. And, um, and when I did, it, I realized it was the best decision I ever made. And I, I left with my two children in tow. And not long after that, I began to journal. Because again, having that background in mental health, 
I knew that journaling had tremendous healing potential. So I began to journal and I journaled every single day. And um, I journaled uh, to heal what I was going through, to heal what I had been through. And in journaling, I even heal parts of myself I never knew I needed to heal. Mm. And as I journaled, that's when I realized what I was birthing. I was birthing something that could truly impact the lives of other women. And I birthed my book from that, um, Disempowered No More, A Spiritual Journey to Discovering Purpose, Power, and Passion After Divorce. But that's when I realized, too, that I had found my purpose as a female empowerment coach. I recognized that I could use my own experiences and my ability to walk away from something and someone that no longer served me, no longer grew me as an individual, and help other women to reclaim their power, to reclaim their voices, and to set those healthy boundaries and say, no, this is not the way the story is going to end. You truly turned your darkness into light. I mean, that's the, I like to refer to those experiences as evolutionary catalysts, you know, to sum up everything that you'd said, how you'd grown so deeply into your own truth, that now you're able to transmute all of that pain, all that suffering into something worth giving back to the collective consciousness in this case the the women collective through empowerment etc so that's just absolutely incredible oh, thank you thank you but i i didn't do this single-handedly i i did this with divine guidance and support i did well, you know, I just want to admire your courage as well for um, standing into your own power, power and choosing your light, you know, and mm-hmm. we all we have that opportunity every single day to choose our light. Mm-hmm. And that isn't always an easy choice as we move through life and move through these different tragedies and move through just all of the stuff that life brings us. But, you know, 17 years may sound like a long time, but at the same point, you did choose it. And that is the most important thing. Doesn't really matter how much time went by, you decided to step into that power. And that's, that's a great thing for people to learn from. And um, I really appreciate listening to your story and you sharing that. And so, you know, a lot of people don't really understand why anyone would stay in an unhealthy relationship, maybe such as yours. And I'm sure Sarah might get into a little bit of things that she's experienced as well. But why do you think you did for, for all those years? Mm. You know, I, yeah, I had a lot of time to reflect after all of it. And what I realize is, you know, Sometimes, you know, when you're in, again, when you're in this relationship where you're not asserting yourself and you're not making yourself a priority, not recognizing what you bring to the table, not recognizing your self-worth, you know, we put up with more than we should. And um, whatever that looks like for whoever, you know, whether it's a really toxic, toxic relationship. you know, where there's emotional, physical, or mental abuse, or all of the above, or whether it's, um, you know, like I said, too, an unbalanced relationship. Um, So whatever it is, you know, sometimes you stay there for that. And 
because you're not recognizing who you are as this divine being. And, um, you know, it took me a long time to recognize what I, I truly, who I truly am as this divine being. And we all are. Um, but it was not until after that shift in consciousness that happened that I truly um, came into who I, you know, truly was. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's why I, I believe I stay there. It's, it's not recognizing my worth and not really loving myself. And, you know, a lot of times too, what happens is, you know, in a, in a long relationship, we become comfortable. Uh, you know, sometimes we, we become comfortable where we are and we wonder to ourselves, what else is out there for me? And, you know, a lot of times we think to ourselves, it's better to be with the devil that I know than to be with the devil that I don't know. And a lot of women that I've spoken to, this is the, the belief that they have, that we have. And so, um, and it's an incorrect belief. It's wrong. And, you know, the thing is when we really embrace who we are as divine beings, when we truly come back to who we are and truly love ourselves, um, the way that we loved ourselves when we first came into being, that's when the shift happens. And that's when we begin to attract everything that we want in abundance. You know, thoughts are um, energy. Thoughts are comprised of energy. And if we are not thinking thoughts that are healthy, if we're not truly loving ourselves as divine beings, then that's what we're manifesting. That's what we're going to manifest. That's why it's so important that those self-limiting thoughts and beliefs and negative um, self-talk, that's why it's so important to heal all those parts of ourselves that need healing. Because when we heal all of those parts, then we begin to attract what we should be attracting in abundance, Mm. you know? Um, So, uh, you know, but that's why I stayed. I stayed because I didn't believe that I could find anything else. I could find anything better. But now that I love myself, I know I can. Mm. Now that I know who I am and what I bring to the table, I know I can attract everything that I deserve in abundance, including love, which is the ultimate in abundance. That's beautiful. Beautifully put. And, you know, I want to bring something up that might be a little uncomfortable for people because it's really not talked about very often. And to be completely honest with you, I hadn't even heard of this term until this year. And I had experienced some abusive relationships, a pattern of abusive relationships starting when I was about 18 years old up until like, 23. Um, and I, when I saw this term used on social media, I, it really like hit something, it hit close to home for me. And it was the term reactive abuse. And I would like to talk about this because my personal experience in these abusive relationships, I became abusive as well. And I learned that that is what's called reactive abuse. You're, you're protecting yourself, but you're also running away from your own emotions and needs and desires, et cetera. You know, you clarified all that really well already, but there's so much guilt that I had carried with me after those relationships for reflecting back on my own personal behavior in response to their abuse, you know, and sometimes I would get 
physical or just really sharp and 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 cutting you know and so post relationships I saw this darkness within me that was brought out from that experience that truly haunted me for quite some time until of course I started doing my own self-worth work and started to reawaken to my own wholeness so how can those of us who have been in abusive relationships overcome that guilt that often follows such behavior expressed by ourselves? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that's, I mean, that's a natural, that's part of the human experience. What, you know, when we experience um, pain, heartbreak, um, anything that deeply, deeply pains us to our, to our core, you know, it, it's, it's a natural thing to respond that way. We take that into our being. We 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 take that. It's a trauma. It's it's a trauma that that we take in. And the thing is, it's important to heal that because if not, we're going to carry that into all of our relationships. And that's what happens. You know, if we don't heal that, if we don't heal the pain that's there, whether it's in childhood, whether it's in our our teens or early adulthood or later on, if we don't heal. Um, those those um, past traumas, then it will continue to manifest in all of our future relationships, and that's um, that's just part of what I I do when I work with women. I help them to heal what has happened because based on those experiences, what begins to happen is we tell ourselves messages, you know, and that's not again it's part of the human experience, but we're telling ourselves certain things because we start to believe certain things from those experiences. Um, certain illogical thoughts begin to take place. And, um, you know, so it's important that we recognize it, we become aware of it and we heal it because we don't want it to follow us. We don't want to have that continue to play out in all of the relationships that, that are, you know, that we want for ourselves, the healthy relationships. So it's, it's great that you were able to recognize it and to do the work because it does require work. Mm-hmm. Um, it requires a lot of work. And, you know, um, I call it the dark night of the soul. Sometimes you have to go through the dark night of the soul. And I went through this myself where I faced, and this is part of the work that's done. You, you face um, all those aspects of yourself that are not so pretty. Yes. You know, uh, the controlling side, the, you know, whatever, whatever that may be for others, um, you know, the, the controlling or jealousy or whatever, however it may manifest, we see all of these parts of ourselves. And it's so important to face it full on because when we face it and we don't repress it, mm-hmm. then we're able to heal it. Okay. But what, what's important is that, like you mentioned earlier on, Sarah, it's important to be kind and compassionate with yourself on the journey. So as you're facing um, these not so pretty parts of ourselves, it's important to be kind and compassionate and realize that this is part of the human experience and human condition and allow these emotions that are based on fear. Okay. So fear, you know, that there are two, um, there are two emotions that exist, this fear and there's love. Okay, so fear is all negative-based emotion. So that would be anger, jealousy, a lack of forgiveness, lack of compassion, um, 
uh, what else, what else, what else? Um, th- those kinds of things. You, you get what I'm saying. And then you have love and love is a higher vibrating energy, the highest vibrating energy. So it's everything that encapsulates um, positive emotions such as acceptance, forgiveness, um, joy, understanding, happiness, etc. So, you know, the thing is when, when these negative experiences happen in our lives, sometimes we get stuck in that space of fear. And it's important to recognize it for what it is, but it's also important to say to yourself, okay, this is, this is not uncommon to humans. This is, this is part of the journey. And when you recognize that and you allow the emotions to flow through you, those negative emotions to flow through you, then you allow for healing to begin. And when we allow for healing to begin, we can slowly move towards that space of love. I love that you touched on not bypassing these fears and darknesses. And, you know, that's something that we hugely promote is, is embracing the shadow and um, experiencing emotion, not running away from them out of fear that if you experience it, you're going to attract or align with more fear. It's like, you know, having to see it and almost give it a hug, you know, as you hug yourself, as you learn to understand it. So thank you for driving that point home. Well, and a lot of that too is um, really to kind of extend or expand on that point is to have gratitude for those emotions and to have gratitude for the space that you're in, even if it is the worst space that you could possibly be in and cultivating and recognizing your value is not always, you know, easy, but cultivating gratitude towards your challenges, towards your traumas and all of that is what moves us into a deeper space of of love and whether it's love for ourselves or the love for those around us or the world, you know, it's even the perpetrators, even the perpetrators involved as they are playing a role as a light being just disguised in the dark to help you to understand and to recognize your light and your potential fully. And that's why, you know, recognizing people for who they are, even if it is um, some of the worst people in your life, they are teaching you how to recognize who you truly are as that divine being. Yes. I love that, Chris. Yes, exactly. Um, yes. I, I believe that as well, that, you know, um, when we're in that space of gratitude, it's so important to recognize everything as part of just the experience. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing is before we incarnate, Um, we decide who we want on our journey. We decide the players and the parts they're going to play on our journey. We decide who is going to help us learn what lessons, okay, that we come in to learn, such as forgiveness and acceptance and self-love, okay? So we decide who's going to be alongside us on our journey. And so whenever, like you mentioned, you know, whenever certain perpetrators or certain people hurt us in different ways. We have to recognize it for what it is, which is part of what we came in to learn. They are the way, you know, and that's how, you know, I'm going to use myself as as, as an example. That's how I was able to move beyond all the anger 
the resentment, the disappointment. I mean, I went through the full gamut of emotions, you know, where I, I experienced deep, deep sadness, um, deep, deep anger and resentment. I went through the full gamut. Um, but to be able to move towards that space of love, I had to allow the emotions to flow through and recognize that even though I was hurt by my my husband, and we're going through a divorce right now, so, you know, but even though I was hurt by my husband, I had to recognize that he helped me to learn the lessons or to, to accomplish the lessons I had come here to accomplish and to learn. And so once we recognize that, it becomes so much easier to move, you know, towards that space of love. And, um, and we don't get stuck because the moment that we, we lose, um, we lose that, that awareness of who we truly are and what is actually happening, um, before us, if we lose that awareness, then we could get stuck in those, those not so healthy, um, emotional, um, emotions and emotional, um, frame of, of being. Uh, so, you know, but, you know, we have to recognize that it does take time and it took me a long, long time to get out of that. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, sure. I, I mean, through the, through the journey, I, I kept telling myself, be kind and compassionate with yourself, allow the emotions to flow through you. And once, um, I did that, then it just got easier and easier. And we have to, we have to say to ourselves one moment at a time, mm-hmm. There's different mantras, one moment at a time. Mm. You know, and once we use those mantras, we're able to move slowly to where we need to be in that space of love. Mm. Yes, 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 for sure. And, you know, it's really a testament to walking through that in 17 years may seem like a lot, but it's really just a blip on the timeline. And for you to move through that space um, as you have is super powerful. And, you know, as you're telling your story and it's, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this and it's, it's super, super important. And really just to recognize and to reawaken who we truly are. And that's really what it's all about. So um, thank you so much for sharing that. And, you know, I really want to move into, you know, how can, someone who is going through this, you know, possibly right now, something similar, how can they overcome the fear of starting over after such a long time, a long relationship or more marriage? Mm. Well, what I would suggest is three things. I would suggest first, um, I would suggest meditating. Okay. If, you know, if, you know, for example, I, I pray, I pray to a higher power. Um, but if praying is not what someone may do, then I would suggest meditating. You know, when we tap into our higher selves, which is connected to our creator, when we tap into our higher selves, then we get the answers that we need. Um, and that's what I did. I, 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 I prayed and um, I tapped into my higher self through meditation and I got the, the answers that I needed. I got the strength that I needed to be able to say, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to move on. I'm going to try to go out there and, and, and find my way. And um, I would, so I would first encourage others to meditate, tap into your higher self. Um, and it, it's, it's a good idea to meditate in the morning 
upon awakening. When you wake up in the morning, you wake up, you meditate. And before night, before you go to bed at night, it's also good to meditate as well. And then what's good too is um, I would then encourage others to set an intention. So what is it that you're looking for? Is it a more healthy, more balanced, more loving, more passionate relationship? Is it something, you know, is it, are you trying to leave something that's toxic? What's your intention? Um, what, what do you want that's on the other side? So set your intention, make sure it's very clear. And then what you need to do, and this sometimes is not an easy thing. Um, and it took me a while, a long time to do this, but, um, you know, you, you want to be able to let go. And letting go is telling the universe, I fully trust and have faith and hope that everything that I want will manifest. So those are three things to be able to uh, tap into your higher power through um, your higher, higher self through, through meditation, set your intention and let go. Mm. Mm, very very simple yet super powerful and that last piece of surrender um, is paired very well with that with acceptance as well and so I really appreciate you mentioning that and I did mention this on one of our other interviews that we were just on recently but if anybody really wants to get deeper into that space of letting go um, outside of obviously your book and and all the things you've talked about but um, by Dr. David Hawkins, Letting Go, The Pathway of Surrender is a wonderful read um, that I think would encourage a lot of people to move deeper into that space. Absolutely. And, you know, so the experiences that I had had um, with the abusive relationships, they were both drug addicts. And so for myself, when I finally had the courage to leave, um, I had a lot of resentment towards not only me for thinking I'm not good enough, but also towards them for obviously the unhealthy relationship. But I, I felt so guilty to leave because I felt like it was my responsibility to quote unquote fix them. Oh, I should have, you know, true love means you stay and fight it out. And, you know, I, I should have done more, you know, like even years after my last relationship, I would, I would think sometimes in just the middle of the night, what could I have done differently that could have changed him? You know, I recognize this now as mm -hmm. super, as just reflective of my own insecurities, but mm -hmm. how I, I almost couldn't forgive myself for leaving yes especially when I would hear from friends who were still in contact with them that, oh, they went extremely downhill after you left. And then it's like, well, shit, <laughs> you know, you mm -hmm. carry that weight on your shoulders. So how mm -hmm. can we find that courage to forgive ourselves for walking out of an unhealthy relationship? Oh, that's such a great question. I mean, I couldn't help but keep shaking my head every time you, you, you know, as you went on, because I mean, it just so resonated with what I went through, my own experience. Uh, you know, that's the thing. A lot of times, you know, like I mentioned earlier, you know, it sounds like you're a natural empath. And with empaths, we give and give and give to our own detriment sometimes. Um, and, you know, if we don't recognize that there's only so much that you can do, you know, in this relationship, there's only so much you can do. If you don't recognize that, then um, 
then you can, again, like I mentioned earlier, you can lose that sense of self. So um, it's so important that, you know, when we, when we're in a, a relationship and it's unhealthy um, and we're, we're seeing that even though, you know, and the thing is this, I, when I was leaving my husband, I can't begin to tell you the number of people that tried to talk me out of it, mm. including my own mom. And um, it took me a long time to overcome that because my own mother was in agreement. This is how I saw it at the time. Um, when I was stuck in that space of fear, I was looking at it with the, from the lens of my own mother is in agreement with someone physically, emotionally, and verbally abusing me. That's how I saw it. And it took me a long time to overcome that. It took me a long time to forgive my mom for that. Mm. Um, I, you know, not only did I have a lot of anger and resentment towards my husband, I had a lot of anger towards my mom. You know, I couldn't, sometimes I couldn't even look at her in her face because of the anger that I was holding within my, my emotional body. And um, it, it, it took me a long time to come through that and, and allow those emotions to flow through me. Mm. Um, but mean, meanwhile, I tried to be kind and compassionate with myself. And when I would become triggered by her saying something like, you know, maybe you guys can work it out. Maybe you can work it out and you can go back, you know, or certain friends saying, oh, maybe you guys can work it out. You know, so we have these people on our journey. And, and Chris, you spoke to that earlier. We have these, these players, these people that we have to recognize them as part of the journey that we've come here to be on. And um, when we look at it in that lens, then it does not take on that then you're able to to move move th through that move through those emotions and allow those emotions to flow through you and not get stuck but um that's a natural experience too but again you know i i recognize that as today i recognize it as part of what i signed up for mm -hmm. and my mom i needed my mom to continuously test me and my my the strength of my my self love how far have I come on my journey to loving myself? And she continuously tested me throughout. And, um, you know, up till a month ago, she even asked me, you guys sure you can't work this out? Three weeks ago, again, two weeks ago, it was the same thing. So, but when you are firm in who you are as a divine being, when you know that you deserve better than what's being given to you, then you're able to say, it's okay. This is part of the experience. I know who I am as a divine being. And there is nothing that anyone says or does that can change my way of thinking. And, and what I know is, is, um, is part of my journey and who I have come here to be. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing all this in depth. You know, for listeners who are, in these experiences right now, I just really want to encourage you to um, check out Simone's book, Disempowered No More. This is something that, 
you will be able to use for yourself um, to to wake up to that divine being that she keeps mentioning. Well, and and the just to kind of piggyback off of what you were saying before, you know, it really allows to open space for something new, something fresh and something beautiful to come into your life after you have gone through this darkness, that dark night of the soul. So, you know, I know that whatever's on the other side of this is only going to be so beautiful and so magical for you and for everybody else that is experiencing this and that goes through this and is able to come out on the other end. Yes. Yes. You know, every, you know, and it sounds very cliche, but really everything we want is on the other side of fear. It really is. And once we overcome the fear, then we realize how truly um, easy it is. I mean, you know, and, and that takes time. It does take time, but recognize that we are guided. We are supported by a universe who wants us to succeed. And, um, and that you will receive the guidance and the support that you need. Once you tap into your higher self and once you allow the universe to do its thing and to, to guide you, you will receive the messages you need on your journey. Yes, for sure. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and, and coming on to the show. And uh, just before we let you go, what type of uh, or what sort of updates do you have and where can our listeners find you? Yeah. Okay. So uh, you can find me on my website. You can find out everything about my six-week program um, on empowerbysimone.com. That's E-M-P-O-W-H-E-R-B-Y-S-I-M-O-N-E.com. And uh, you can also connect with me on Facebook and Instagram, which are my two favorite um, social media platforms at Simone Allison. And there you'll find my six-week program where, um, you know, I get together with women um, via Zoom. Um, You can use your smartphone. Uh, We meet once a week. It's about five to 10 women. It's a group atmosphere because we learn the best through a group dynamic. Um, And it's a combination of home study and a live event. And my live events are usually a retreat, a workshop, or a speaking engagement. So you'll find everything on my website. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much for the work that you do. And uh, it's been a pleasure sharing this space with you, especially with a topic that I think needs to be spoken about um, more clearly, um, such as the way you've done tonight. So thank you so much, Simone. Oh, my pleasure. It was great being here. Thank you for having me. I know this isn't a topic that many of us like to venture into um, as it's heavy and we don't always like to go into the darkness, but there's so much potential beyond that darkness once we move through it to open up and embrace the light that is innately within each and every one of us. So if you're experiencing these things presently, just know that there's light at the end of the tunnel and definitely encourage you to buy Simone's book. Let that help you move through this. And for those of you who are still healing from your past experiences, you are also warriors. You've got it. So we're here to support you every step of the way. So to make sure you don't miss a single episode, be sure to subscribe on iTunes. If you haven't done so already, leave us a review that helps us get this information out to the world and find us on YouTube. We have a lot of really great content that we're releasing to the world as well via video. So see you guys next time. 